It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's now time for the David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live in A's Cast. He's in New York. It's a big series against the Yankees. How are we doing, David? I am uh, live in the uh, dugout here at Yankee Stadium. So whatever, whatever scouting report you need, Chris, I got you covered. Well, you know, give us a scouting report on, on the stadium because everybody tells me that this stadium is absolutely incredible. Have you, you haven't been to the new park, huh? I've only been to the old one. Okay, it's yeah, it's great. They did a great job. It look, it it lacks a little bit of the character of, of old Yankee Stadium. I remember sitting down uh, by the dugout in the old park, and you really felt like there were fifty thousand Yankee fans on top of you in that place. And and this, uh, you're a little further back here. There's obviously a little bit more of a corporate feel, but um, but it's beautiful. The the facilities are great. And, Sweets are nice, so they, they did a wonderful job. So we were just talking about Marcus Simeon. He has the, the best war in all of baseball for shortstops at 5.8. I mean, David, he truly is an MVP candidate. Wouldn't you say he should at least get some votes? Yeah, I know. I heard Bob mention that after uh, one of the games in Kansas City. I mean, what an incredible series he had there, helping us get three out of four, which was huge, and um, yeah, I think he's just a few points behind Chap in terms of overall war, and uh, he's in that next tier of, of guys right behind, uh, you know, Trout's up above, and then there's a few guys with Marcus and Chapman mixed in. It's uh, It's been a fantastic year. Yeah, and to think that not only you and I have talked about how his defense has gotten better and how he's one of the best shortstops in the game, but the fact that, and I don't know if you guys really had this plan, that he would be your full-time leadoff hitter. What was the plan going into this year compared to where we are now with him leading off every game versus righty and lefties? You know, to be honest, Bob wanted him in there uh, leading off to some extent. We talked a lot in the offseason. He really liked the idea of Marcus hitting leadoff. I think all were a little uh, hesitant about how he was going to do against righty and the leadoff spot his career on base percentage versus right-handed pitchers coming into the season um, was a concern, but uh, you know, it really only took the first couple games in, in Tokyo to see how, how he approached his at-bats and was attacking the ball, and uh, he's been there ever since. So, yeah, Bob, Bob said early on he was the guy who wanted up top. Yeah, Bob loves his Cal guys, and that's where we go to Mark Canna after that. And, I, and, I, and I've given Mark Canna the nickname Duct Tape, and he actually likes the nickname. So does Bob. I mean, the versatility that he's given you at DH, right field, now center field. Just talk about, you know, I believe Simeon's your MVP, but not far behind it. What Mark Canna has provided for you is just outstanding. 
Well, he finally got a little national recognition with uh, Player of the Week honors last week, which was fantastic. And he didn't exactly slow down in Kansas City. He had a big two-homer game early on. And, yeah, you and I have talked about it. He's you know, playing center field now for Ramon. He played right every day when Steven was out. And, uh, yeah, he can do just about anything out there. So he's, he's been huge, hitting four or five in the lineup right now. And, um, he's a guy who, uh, who we've always counted on against both righties and lefties. In fact, he's had, he's had years where he's better against righties and lefties and uh, has proven to be more durable this year than ever before. Before we get to Sheldon Noisy, there's something that you have done in your career. It's basically you've said to the young guys, hey, listen, if you succeed and play well, you will get an opportunity in the big leagues. How big is that for you when you guys send that message to your young guys that they know if they perform, they'll get a shot? I hope it, it resonates down in, uh, in AAA and even down to AA, and I hope these guys look at the track record of, of some of the guys coming up and, and realize – it is about who's playing the best. I mean, guys, guys obviously come into the organization in different ways, whether they're, they're drafted here, whether we trade for them. A, a guy like Corbin Joseph comes over at the minor league rule five draft. Um, it doesn't matter how you get here. Once you're in the organization, you're an A, and if you're playing well and, and you earn the opportunity, you're going to get here. And, and just look, in the last few weeks, you know, from Puck to Joseph, and noisy to Seth Brown. I mean, all these guys, different ages, different track records, different paths here, but it's been great to see them contribute. Yeah, and, and there's just something special about a debut. It's different than any other sport because, you know, normally, you know, you get drafted in football, you're going to make the normally you're going to make the roster. Same thing with basketball. But there's something about this call up from Triple A. Sometimes it happens in Double A. There's just something so romantic about it with our sport. Talk about as a general manager when you have someone like Fran Reardon gets to tell someone like Seth Brown that they're coming up, and then on television we get to see the parents and the family all celebrating. Just what is that like in baseball? It's great. I think I said this previously. It's one of the best parts of the job to to make that call to Fran and. and give him the news that he's going to get to have that conversation because it's look being a triple a manager is not an easy job you've got a lot of guys there who frankly think they should be here and uh some of them are disgruntled a lot of times you're delivering bad news and guys get released so i know how much fran relishes that opportunity and um you know the thing about baseball and why it is i think so romantic the way you put it is because all these guys have such a grind to get here they're spending years in the minor leagues, you know, some more than others. You know that their families are watching on MILB along, you know, with us every night. And uh, they just, you don't have that in, in basketball or football. And um, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, Seth Brown, you know, drafted out of, out of Lewis and Clark, who grew up in Oregon. He grinded out in the minor leagues. And to watch him come up and, you know, get four hits a night uh, or last night in Kansas City, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and Fran, friend of the program, we've had him on a couple times, manager of the year. That's pretty cool for him and, and the Aviators. It was great, he, and very well deserved. I mean, uh, going into a new ballpark, high expectations, uh, a lot of good prospects to manage, but they've had a, an incredible year. They're, they're two up with four to play over El Paso, so we're really hoping they close it out this weekend and make the playoffs. So Sheldon Noisy, we thought, was blocked by Matt Chapman. 
You move him over to second base. He's going to DH tonight, and that's something that we know with Bob Melvin. Once he gets a guy up, he wants to get him in right away and get and get his feet wet. So he's been playing some second base. What are you projecting for him as he's up here? I think we want to get him the at-bats where, where they're available. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, playing third base down there uh, wasn't going to get him too many ABs here. And, and in fact, to Sheldon's credit, he played third base this year and played it really well. He really improved on his defense this season. Um, but we figured we'd move over to second, get him some reps there. He's actually taken some fly balls in left field as well. And, uh, you know, when you hit the way that Sheldon did this year, 300-plus average, 27 or so homers, uh, we got to find a spot for you up here. And, and he's going to bounce around. Like you said, he's, he's DHing tonight. I'm, I'm guessing he'll be in there at second base in the next few days because we got some more lefties coming up and uh, we're hoping he can contribute just like those other guys. Yeah, we found out he played shortstop in college. So is is he another one of these guys? You know, when we talk <laughs> about Pender and we talk about Canna that can play all these multiple positions, it, do you view him as, as a player that can play multiple infield spots? I, I think so. I mean, it's been a while since he played shortstop. You're right. In fact, I saw him play there at, uh, at Oklahoma when he was in college. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's there's such a, a value to the manager in having guys that can do that and bounce around. I mean, we talked about Mark. I mean, Chad's story is, is well uh, narrated that he moves around everywhere. So the more guys like that, you get easier for Bob to make out a lineup. What are the plans for Shamaniah going forward? Uh, I think we'll find out after Sunday. I mean, I think we'll, we'll, the plan, he's feeling great. He threw a side yesterday in Kansas City for emo. Reports were good, and we'll activate him on Sunday. And then, you know, from after the day off Monday, we've got 16 straights. And we all know this is the time of year when, when starters kind of get gassed, maybe can use an extra day. So uh, I'm hoping, you know, we find a spot for him to start in there. Uh, I think we've talked to him as well about, you know, being a long guy out of the pen nights when, you know, again, a starter comes out after four or so and we got a bridge for the guys at the back, maybe get Sean in there mid-game. He's, you know, he's worked so hard. He just wants to be a part of this team. He's obviously willing to do anything. Uh, and I think he, he can be a big part of our September. Well, yeah, and I depth, we've been waiting for the depth, and it looks like it's finally here. Jesus Lazardo's going to go again tonight in, in Las Vegas. He gives you another potential guy to be able to be starting. So talk about this depth that you're finally getting for September. Yeah, it's it's going to be nice. I and mean, we saw how the bullpen got worn out just in the last four days alone. And you know, hot hot temperatures in Kansas City. The starters did as well as they could, and we we used every bit of that bullpen to win three out of four games. So I know Bob and Emo were eagerly anticipating some reinforcements on on Sunday and, and even beyond that once Vegas is done. So it'll be it'll be good to, to have some weapons out there and, and actually a couple extra guys on the bench too, uh, being able to running some defensive replacements. I know Bob really looks forward to that stuff in September. You know, when I start thinking about bullpens, bullpens are just getting chewed up in Major League Baseball as – yeah, there's the potential that the bullpen ERA for the first time since 69 could be higher than starters' ERAs overall. Do you think there may be a flip in baseball to where we've been so much into bullpenning to where it's now like, you know, we really need our starters to be going longer than what they've been going? Do you, see, do you think we'll have a flip in the game? I, I think any time something goes to one extreme, 
like that, it, it's always bound to come back the other direction. And, uh, you know, we talked early in the season. I told you, it's, just, it's hard to maintain that over the course of the regular season and, and working with a, even with a 13-man pitching staff, uh, but knowing how you need to use your bullpen. And, and that's why the Rays are so much credit for, for doing it successfully because it's not easy to do. Um, you know, we'll have some more opportunities now in September potentially if we want to, though we've got five starters right now who are, uh, who are pretty darn good. So I'm not sure we're going to use the opener, but, uh, but we will have some more options and, and, uh, it'll be nice not to rely on those guys quite as, quite as much. Oh yeah. I mean, that's something I've been talking about. Like, you know, everybody's like, what's going on with Lazardo? What's going on with Manaya? You know, the way your five is going right now, you know, you, you made the trades, you brought some veterans in. I think you have to be thrilled with what your starters are giving you. No doubt about it. Yeah, Homer and Tanner have both done incredibly. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk, we've talked about fires. Uh, you know, looking for a good start out of Brett tonight. And, and Bassett, finally, you know, after so many years of being up and down and rehab, and I think he's, you know, I know how happy he is to be able to take the ball every fifth day this season. You know, let's end on this. As Liam Hendricks was over at the MLB Network today, he was on MLB Central. I mean, you just think back of where where you are. You're sitting there at Yankee Stadium. He started the 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 he started the wild card <laughs> game. You DFA'd him on June 25th. Then he's starting the wild card. Now he's an All Star closer. Have you ever seen a turnaround like this in your career? It's hard. It's hard to remember something quite like that, but. Uh, yeah, if anyone could have done it, Liam, Liam could. He doesn't, he doesn't doubt himself. He, he even when, you know, even when he was hurt last year, when, when he got sent down, I think he always believed he'd be back here. And uh, it's hard to imagine where we'd be without him. No doubt about it, David. Thank you for the time. Enjoy the series. We'll see you back in Oakland next week. Okay. See you next week, Tony. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.